Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are hardwired to change the world. You are listening to the Spiritual Activist Radio Show, and I am Rahasia Uncensored where we look at the world not as it is, but as we know it can be, if and only if we have the courage to question the answers we've been given. This is our world, and it's time for us to take it back. Okay, here we are once again on the BBS radio channel, which is Spiritual Activist, bbsradio.com forward slash spiritual activist. That's where I put most of my attention to nowadays because if you've gone to my YouTube channel, I haven't posted there because I I keep getting kicked off and I'm just about ready to lose my whole platform, which I don't know if it's that big of a deal anymore because I also have a Rumble channel and a BitChute. Rumble being the other online video that I'm sort of focusing on, and that's rumble.com forward slash user, forward slash Rahasia Uncensored. And I tell you, I do these shows once every two weeks. And for the life of me, I have to tell you, that's about as much as I can handle right now. I, I am so busy taking care of my own life. I remember I, I'm a sannyasin from the Osho tradition. And in one of his books, he talks about there's two kinds of evolution. There's a collective evolution and there's an individual evolution, which he calls revolution. But I'm to the point to where I'm realizing that collectively, it's a tough, tough one to wrap my head around. Not because of cognitive dissonance or anything else. It's just there's so much to focus on. And it is tough. And and I'm getting to the point to where I'm not telling a lot of people, friends and family and everything, um, everything that I know because it's too much. And I'm to the point, to the point where I just want to focus on my individual conscious evolution. Um, but at the same time, I, I do feel a need to get information out there. And I'm going to start doing interviews again, eventually. Uh, matter of fact, I, I want to start doing interviews that I'm interested in, like the Anunnaki and Are We Alone in the Universe and all this. And, and there's some interesting people out there. And the biological aspect of what's happening. Uh, I have a close relationship with Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden and many others where I could tap into that. But, but I have to I have to get to the point to where I really want to do that. Because right now I'm finding so much things of interest out there that I'm concerned that my listeners aren't watching or listening to. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm throwing a whole lot out there. And at some point in this, I'm going to be the devil's advocate at some point in this podcast. The reason I say that, well, I'll explain when that that comes about. 
But this is about, um, you know, the thing with beef and cattle and everything and how cattle is like, you know, their farts are like ruining our atmosphere and everything else. Wait till you hear what they have planned. I think it's in uh, North Dakota. Listen to this. This is interesting. While 80% of the world's population continues on with oil and gas, the United States and a small handful of Western nations have decided to go green, even if it kills everyone. They have already admitted that the disruptive economic burden this will cause is exactly the sort of pressure required to inspire the innovation needed to make it all work someday. Because that's the plan. There are no viable solutions to replace oil and gas. So the sooner we can figure it out, the sooner we can stop the endless rise of inflation, starvation, and death that will obviously result from shutting off our energy taps. And a new company has already appeared, albeit with a bizarre solution to our problems. A massive meat-rendering facility is set to break ground next year in Rapid City, South Dakota, and be completed by 2026. With the ordinary name, the Western Legacy Development Corporation, one might never guess how innovative this company actually is. The Western Legacy Development Corporation will process cattle and bison completely with robotics and artificial intelligence, including new laser technology air knives that use a high-velocity airstream to dehyde the animals. And I think we should get into a little bit, at least, in this podcast about AI. I have an interesting take on that that you might find unsettling. The Western Legacy Development Corporation is building a massive 1 million square foot meat factory that will be operating at levels as high as 8,000 cattle per day. Now, one might ask, what about all this social engineering to stop eating real beef and get used to eating lab-grown meat and bugs? Aren't we being told that cow farts are bad for the environment? Well, as it turns out, the Western Legacy Development Corporation isn't necessarily going to be processing 3 million cattle per year for food. The Western Legacy Development Corporation will be collecting animal fat to be used as feed and fuel, a biofuel that they will use to power their very own 1 million square foot facility. Now, how green is that? Well, maybe not small farm grass-fed level green, but still, it's pretty green. Rapid City is a small town, and many residents are asking, where will they get 8,000 cattle a day? And where will they keep them? And where will they get 2,500 employees, which is 3% of their population? And where will they house them? These questions weren't really answered, but we do know that they plan to have a thriving rail system that will be offloading thousands of cattle each and every day directly into the AI robot laser slaughterhouse for immediate processing. So they won't need to store the cattle anywhere. Now, while this may sound like some sort of crazy economist's solution to cleaning up a mass murder, or even some kind of Soylent Green scenario where the government is chopping up people in a factory for food, and in this case, energy. Soylent Green is people! We are told that it's all for the environment, so I'm sure it's all good. And hey, 
At least we won't be burning any more oil like the rest of the world. And don't worry, trust the science. Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. And remember the plan. Once we really start suffering, someone will eventually think of a solution. And if not, at least we were willing to die for a criminal government run by pedophiles. Reporting for... So, if that's the case, what the hell are we doing? And why is everything guiding us towards AI? This is something that we really need to start asking. Because... Let me get into it a little bit right now. Let me just be the devil's advocate on AI and the possibility, the possibility of what people like Yuval Noah Harari is talking about with transhumanism, with the World Economic Forum, the the nanobots that are in these injections that people are getting. It's been in the chemtrails for years. My friend Dave Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org, he told me about this years ago. He says, you watch, it's eventually going to come out. And he wasn't even talking about it then because it was so far beyond people's minds. They, they couldn't even, it would undermine his credibility for everything else he was saying. But now he's saying it because I, I think most of us agree that nothing is off the table. So... I just, now, hear, hear me out, hear me out. Just give me a chance here because my disclaimer is simply this. I don't believe what I'm going to tell you. I don't believe it's true. Um, I hope it's not my mind being programmed and this is the first emanations of that programming changing my mind. But we have to ask these questions. So if I'm going to be the devil's advocate, and I and I actually probably mean that literally, if I was going to be the lawyer for Satan and really come up with, okay, what if what they're saying is not only true, but what if it's meant to be in a cosmologically universal evolutionary sense? And here's what I mean by that. And remember, I don't believe this. But if you ever want to fight an enemy, you have to know your enemy's minds. And this isn't some of their minds. What if we really are in a computerized simulation? Now, keep in mind that our, our ideas of a computer simulation is so childlike. If this is a simulation, it's, it's going to be a quantum leap past anything that we've ever come up with into the realms of making all of this possible and rendering a reality for all of these avatars on our planet. It, it's something else, but it could be a simulation. Now, if it's a simulation, think about this. We are stuck in the matrix. We're stuck because one reason we don't know we're stuck. So we're really stuck if that's the case. If we want to get out of this, wouldn't it behoove us to follow the path of 
becoming a silicon-based entity that could have its consciousness transferred into an AI mainframe. Not only at that point would you have would you have eternal life until somebody unplugged the computer, but you would also have maybe the opportunity to find a portal, to find a energetic photon, neutron stream of atoms and follow it to the the basic central CPU and maybe find your way out of this and end up in the cosmic lab that came up with this whole idea. I mean, could that possibly be true? Yes, it could be. And if what they're talking about transhumanism is true, that would be the way to do this. We have evolved up to a plateau of human understanding, human... We could go a little further. We could illuminate some people along the way. But think about it. How many of illuminated people have we have? You know, we can count them on one hand that, that's actually affected the world. Maybe we're at the point where, like... And I, I have to remind you, I don't believe this. But the way Yuval Noah Harari talks... He's saying that we have to take control of our genetics by altering our genome and get ready for a transference of our consciousness into an AI mainframe when the technology gets to be to that point. Now, I I don't believe this, Um, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Um... There's a lot of things I've probably not believed on this road. But what resonates with me is the necessity. Being a carbon-based biological being that's attached to the gene code going back millions, billions of years. And surely we haven't reached the apex, the actual top of what is possible for our minds. Because we see in small glimpses of other people, uh, autistic kids, and we, we see something happening where we have a long ways to go. Maybe that is the way. I tend to lean towards that. I have a biasness since I am a carbon-based being. Um, my concern is if we go the other direction and be a silicon-based, and end up in a AI computer as a silicon-based avatar that has transferred my consciousness into that other reality, I, I would be concerned that I would lose my memory, and I would think that that is the real reality, because they could easily duplicate it. And I would think that I'm going to live forever, in reality, I would continue to grow old and not even realize what I, what I had done as a carbon-based being by letting myself be hooked into this. And in that sense, even if some miraculous thing happened in the simulation where um, we had eternal life, uh, which would be basically 
life would just continue to go on. I would find some way to maintain my being at 35 years old, be healthy. But at some point, even if it's 20 trillion years, at some point, the computer is going to get unplugged. And plus, I am captured. I am Now I'm deeper into the matrix because I'm into the matrix that developed the matrix that I'm down into. And at that point, I am in a huge, huge prison. I mean, it's, it's just a prison. I can't escape from the universe that I'm perceiving because it's not real. Okay, now let's back up. Now let's say, because we might be in a simulation right now. We might be there. But let's say we're, on the, we're in the base first part of reality, the organic reality. Um, I 50% believe that. I, I, I lean towards we probably are in some kind of a simulation. Well, the organic way to get out of that simulation is to take your carbon-based being or your avatar, a computerized avatar that is simulating a carbon-based being, and increase your consciousness to the point to where you can escape this universe through death, through that transference of death and letting go of your physical being and taking your consciousness to a higher realm. Now, you're out into the multiverse. You're out into God's realm, his domain, things we've called paradise and heaven and all that. But that might just be one more step. But that is true eternal life because now you're on your way. You're on your way to discover not only other worlds, but other universes. If we can escape and penetrate the membrane of our universe and go beyond that, there, there's going to be a, a tiny space there and we could penetrate the space of another universe. It might be a totally virgin universe and we could be the first being or beings going into these other evolutionary universes that are fresh and really ready for spiritual penetration. Who knows, but it, it, that sounds a whole lot more exciting than being stuck in a computer simulation and not even knowing that you got there. And maybe that's where we are, like I say, because we don't know, we don't know how we got here. It might be a computer simulation that we're going to wake up and um, realize that at some point. You know, sometimes I jokingly uh, tell my friends, what, what, if we, what if we truly do wake up? And we're laying down on the ground, maybe taking dimethyltryptamine or an ayahuasca journey or something, and we wake up. Our pineal gland just explodes awake. And we open our eyes and we let out our breath and we look around and we're on the living room floor of a bunch of Rastafarian people offering us another hit. Maybe this is a big, huge super, super high on some cosmic drug and that we will wake up from. Um, if that's the case, I'm going to tell them, you know what, I think I pass. I'm, I'm going to give up on that that drug. I'm not going to take it again, you know. So that's my little take being um, 
the devil's advocate on that. So for now, let's look at a few other things, because I'm going to give you a smorgasbord of things to think about, because by the odd synchronicities of life, I have time to look at all this stuff. You know, I, I live out on some acreage, and you know, I have chickens and a dog, and there's a pond, and there's a spring, and there's a creek. You know, I spend most of my time there, but I, I come in here to the center, and I look through things and find the most interesting things to bring you, because I, I know a lot of you are struggling right now, just feeding your kids and keeping shoes on their feet and trying to hear what they're telling them and indoctrinating them in school and getting in there and making sure that it's not some weird story time telling by a bunch of pedophile, I don't even know what to call them, pedophiliac morons or something. I It's past being a, a, a pedophile. These people have taken into another realm. Matter of fact, I was watching uh, Bill Maher and he was talking about Pride Month and the parades are going on. They they don't even like just gay people being part of the parade anymore because they're not out there enough. They're not gay enough. They're not whatever it is enough. Okay, we're, we're going to have a little fun now. Like uh, I, have a, I had a friend come over and visit me and he was talking about white privilege. And yeah, we probably do have a little bit of white privilege. If I lived in Zimbabwe, I'd have black privilege. It's a black country. And I don't think I could complain too much about there being more black people involved in government than white people. I mean, if I was in China, I would have Chinese privilege. We're in a white country. Well, <laughs> used to be anyway. But yes, we do have some white privilege. And um, I, I don't think that's all bad, but it's something for us to look at because black people in particular have been suppressed and put in a second rate kind of a situation because of the privilege that we have as white people being in a country. But I tell you, uh, you could ask me, is there any time in history where you would want to be born as anything other than a white guy with blue eyes. I, I think any time throughout history, that's been the best option. Um, so I, I'm glad I'm a white guy with blue eyes, but I, I don't want to take advantage of my white privilege. But This is sort of a uh, Beavis and Butthead. Let's just have some fun here for a second. Listen to this. The classic example of white privilege, and you both have it. Uh... What's that? Anyone want to fill them in? Um, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, so white privilege is when white people, particularly men, automatically assume they can take whatever they want. And they never have to worry about getting stopped by the police. And they have the inside track for any job they... I got they... this one, Aisha. They have the inside track for any job they want. Exactly, Gage. Thank you for that. That's white privilege. Whoa. And we have that? You sure do. I see. Whoa, I never realized this stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've really opened up my eyes. Well, I'm glad we've been able to enlighten you. The real question is, do you think you'll be acting differently from now on? Uh, I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too, yeah. 
Step aside, please. We have white privilege. Yeah, 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 check it out. Don't worry, it's okay. We automatically assume we can take what we want, and we don't have to worry about the police. It's okay, you didn't know. We didn't either. Good stuff, now. This is what we were taught, sir. We're subverting existing paradigms. <laughs> this rules. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but I'm glad we went to college. Yeah, it's like, now I have the skills for today's workplace. Well, let's see. What should we take next? Let's take that car. <laughs> um, but that's a police car. Beavis, you dumbass. Didn't you hear her? We don't have to worry about getting stopped by the police. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Beavis. Let's tear ass. Don't move! Uh, sir, maybe you didn't know, but we have white privilege. So, I mean, we, we have to stop and laugh at ourselves. And because we can't laugh at other people now. Um... We have to stop and laugh at ourselves sometimes and realizing that so much of what's going on is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that when you speak it out, like everything that's going on with abortion right now, uh, it's so ridiculous on both sides. I mean, it's so polarized that you either have to let the baby go full term and let it be born before you abort it which is, I, I thought that's what we used to call murder, but not anymore in, in some instances. Or you, it, it's even abortion if you mess with the sperm and the egg right at the point of inception. Because some people say that that's when the soul enters into this realm is when the sperm penetrates the egg and that unique genetic code is formed. Could it be? Yeah, it could be. Uh, could it be some other point through the first trimester where the heartbeat for the first time? Could be. That could be when the soul comes in. Could it be when the baby comes out, takes its first breath? Could be. That's what Jewish people traditionally used to believe. Uh, anything up until that first breath was considered what? Uh, a glob of cells? Um, I think this was before we had the opportunity to do scans and see the baby in the belly. I don't even pretend to have the moral depth and understanding to say what we should do. I really don't. It's this is so far above my pay grade. I can't even begin to even talk about it. But there has to be some middle ground, and um, I, I think the answers that we seek, and it doesn't take a genius to figure this out anymore. The answers and the solutions that we're seeking is not going to come from the same level that thought about and created the problems. We're just stirring the water and, and it doesn't do anything. We, we have to get above it all 
and have a higher consciousness and figure these things out. But we can't if we're constantly in chaos and fighting and conflict and endless wars and worrying about food and taxes and our kids being exposed to pedophiles in uh, these libraries and schools. I mean, let alone being shot at and killed. That brings up another thing, too, I guess, the, the guns. Um, I, said, I don't have a gun. It's not that I don't want one. Uh, at some point, I might get one. I, I don't know. Um, I have a dog. Um, pretty good with a bow and arrow. And um, I'm pretty confident at taking care of myself, especially out on land. Um, I think most of my neighbors have guns, so... Uh, you live out like that, you probably should have something. But um, I, I don't know. All the states that ha have really good open gun laws, they have less shootings. And it's because I'm going to say something so obvious that it's it fucking blows my mind that people can't understand this. But if you outlaw guns, only outlaws are going to have guns. Why? Because they're outside of the law. They're not going to go, oh my God, we can't have a gun now because it's against the law. They all have guns. And we have enough guns in this country to keep the bad guys so full of guns for centuries. And don't think if you cut off the ammunition like Biden's trying to do, hasn't Biden ever heard of reloading your ammunition? Are they going to cut off the the copper to make the bullet? They're going to cut off the gunpowder. What, what what is going on? You know, uh, you talk about mass formation psychosis, things like that. This just uh, it blows my mind because, like I say, when you when you voice it, when you verbalize it, you almost sound like it's impossible for me to talk to people anymore without. It's sounding like I'm being patronizing and talking to a five-year-old kid. No, no. Boys are boys. And girls are girls. Uh, why can't you understand that? You're five years old. I mean, this is things that are basic to you getting along in life. And no, you shouldn't take hormone blockers. And no, when you're a teenager, you shouldn't cut your penis off. I mean, these are things you would tell a very young kid, yet we have people in Congress that are supposedly grown adults that we need to tell this to. I mean, the new Supreme Court judge, they ask her what a woman is, and she couldn't answer it. I think she could, but she probably didn't want to be politically incorrect by saying something really stupid, like a woman is an adult female. I mean, that's what I would say. I mean, it, it seems so obvious that I don't know why people can't answer that question. A woman is an adult female. Now, I guess while we're on the subject of abortions, I, I'm hesitating even bringing this up because it gets into something really dark. But you know what? 
if we don't start looking at the darkness, how, how are we going to deal with it? How are we going to figure it out? If we don't understand the minds of our adversaries and what they're thinking, how are we going to deal with this? We have to have enough people that's strong enough and have the spiritual fortitude and holding love in their hearts as a shield against the, the negativity that comes with looking at something like this, like what I'm going to talk about, that we have to do it. I, I know I've listened to Ron Ballard of the Operation Underground Railroad. They're, they're saving thousands and thousands of kids that have been taken into sex slavery. And he doesn't want to get into it. But some of those kids are going into satanic sacrifices. Now, in my opinion, and it's albeit a strong opinion based upon a lot of evidence, in my opinion, I really think some of these late-term, after, after they're born abortions, I don't think they're actually killing them. I think this happened in Virginia, and they got a lot of trouble about a year ago. They're taking these children, these babies, for harvesting their organs, which is an enormous amount of money, stem cells, which is another enormous amount of money, but even darker, even darker, is satanic sacrificing. Now, I, I wouldn't say something like that that's so incredibly dark, diabolic, and satanic if it wasn't for the fact that I've seen so much evidence to back it up, people that's been involved in it. I remember Alex Jones went into the Bohemian Grove years back and he was taking a video of them sacrificing, it was a doll baby, but sacrificing a baby to the god Baal, I think, and Big Al. And when he started questioning people about this, they said, we don't do that. And he said, well, here's the video. They said their defense was, well, yeah, yeah, we do get out there and scream at the top of our lungs and stab this a baby, but it's a doll baby, as if that should be okay. I mean, really? And it's the same kind of screams if you listen to some of the the videos and sound recordings that's been leaked out of Skull and Bones. Same kind of screams, the same kind of satanic, crazy, crazy screams. So let's listen to this and I apologize ahead of time for some of the things I've been saying and probably will say, but you don't, you can always go to another podcast. Uh, there's a lot of good people out there that don't go this far. The FDA unanimously voted to authorize both the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines for children as young as six months old. And the CDC joyfully recommends that every child get one. I know many parents with very young children have been anticipating this day. We now know, based on rigorous scientific review, that the vaccines available here in the United States can be used safely and effectively in children under five. Vaccinating young children is a critical opportunity to protect them against hospitalization and death from COVID-19. I very seldom want to slap somebody, but this is one person I could slap. 
Parents, I strongly encourage you to get your children vaccinated. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines involve the radical new mRNA technology that we now know is spreading throughout the entire body and altering the person's DNA. And by the way, Pfizer um, just released the information through the CDC, or I think it was the CDC. Uh, you can look it up. They, they said they haven't been uh, producing the vaccine that was actually okayed by the Food and Drug Administration, um, and they're not going to. They said, we're not going to produce that vaccine that's been okayed as a vaccine for COVID-19. So they're going to stick with the uh, Moderna, the mRNA uh, genetic upgrade. If it, I guess it's an upgrade. Thousands of medical doctors have been speaking out about this, including one of the inventors of mRNA technology. Several nations have suspended these vaccines due to serious injuries and deaths. And yet, we are still being lied to by our own government, who wants us to sacrifice our youngest children. My name is Dr. Ashish Jha, and I am the White House COVID-19 response coordinator. I have some really exciting news. The FDA and the CDC just authorized vaccines for kids under five. These vaccines are incredibly safe. They work to prevent serious illness. That's why I have gotten all three of my children vaccinated. And now if you're a parent of a kid under five, it's a great time to go out and get your child protected. Get them vaccinated. Yeah, we'll see how that works out for him and his kids over time. Uh, I hope it works out fine. I hope his kids are fine because they have nothing to do with this. They're totally depending on the adults and parents in their life to look at this. Look at the science, my God. It, it doesn't take, if you have a, like two or three brain cells that accidentally bump together once in a while, and you look at this research and you look at what's going on, you would at least have questions. Uh, maybe you wouldn't be smart enough to come up with the answers because that takes a bit of deductive reasoning and critical thinking, which is part of white privilege. You, you know, that's identifying yourself with being a white person because you're using critical thinking. The White House's official doctor has claimed that these vaccines are incredibly safe which we know is a lie. There are more deadly side effects attributed to the COVID-19 vaccines than with any other vaccine in history. From severe allergic reactions to full-blown AIDS and sudden death. There is a well-documented risk of myocarditis in young men and adolescent boys and severe blood clotting in young women. We have seen a massive increase in heart attacks and paralysis. The vaccinated keep getting sick, and it's now officially being reported that the more vaccinated you are, the more likely you are to get sick. We now know to expect late-onset effects from these vaccines, such as adverse immune response to infection, neurological disorders, autoimmune disease, and pregnancy-related problems. The vaccine was suspended in over a dozen countries because of massive blood clots, 
The UK reports a half a million deaths of the vaccinated, while the US is seeing a 20% increase in deaths and a 10% increase in disability. And even Pfizer has admitted in their own documents that these vaccines are causing just about every possible negative side effect imaginable. And our government wants every child in America to get these shots. These are the side effects that that are being scrolled by right now. There's like hundreds and hundreds of them. And when you look at the, uh, the insert, on the vaccine, I call vaccine loosely because it's not a vaccine. It's a experimental medical treatment. <clears throat> it's in small font, really small font, and it's page after page after page after page. I mean, we're looking at this. We're just, we're not even a, a quarter of the way through it. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So... You know what I should do? There's somebody that speaks about vaccines. Let me see if I can find him. Um, He's been pushing it, and he took the vaccine. Let me wait wait to see this. You know what? First, before I find this guy, the guy I'm talking about is Fauci. I'll have to see if I can find the video of him. He's in bad shape. He's really bad shape. But since we're on the subject of children and vaccines, uh, obviously I can't get this and put it on YouTube. They're going to kick me off the first time I make one more mistake. Listen to what this person says. I'm Dr. Claire Craig. I'm a diagnostic pathologist and I am co-chair of the Heart Group. And I want to take you through the evidence that Pfizer just presented to the FDA on the six-month to four-year-old children. There's an awful lot about this trial that has shocked me and I think will shock you too. The trial recruited 4,526 children aged from six months to four years old. 3,000 of these children did not make it to the end of the trial. That is a huge number, two thirds of them. Why was there this drop off? That needs to be answered. And without an answer to that, on that basis alone, this trial should be deemed null and void. You probably didn't hear about this on CNN, I bet, huh? Yeah. So what did the trial show? Well, they defined severe COVID as children who had a slightly raised heart rate or a few more breaths per minute. There were six children aged two to four who had severe COVID in the vaccine group, but only one in the placebo group. So on that basis, the likelihood that this vaccine is actually causing severe COVID is higher than the likelihood that it is. There was actually one child who was hospitalized in this trial. They had a fever and a seizure. They had been vaccinated. So now let's turn to what they defined as any COVID. And what they did was to utterly twist the data. They vaccinated the children and they waited three weeks after the first dose before the second dose. In that three week period, 34 of the vaccinated children got COVID and only 13 in the placebo group, which worked out as a 30% increased chance of catching COVID in that three-week period if you were vaccinated. So they ignored that data. And then there was an eight-week gap between the second dose and the third dose, where again, children were getting plenty of COVID in the vaccine arm. So they ignored that data. There was then seven weeks after the third dose, which they also ignored, 
which meant that in the end they had ignored 97% of the COVID that occurred during the trial. And they just looked at tiny numbers, so tiny. In the end, they were comparing three children in the vaccine arm who had COVID with seven in the placebo arm. And they said that this showed the vaccine was effective. There are more. So what is that telling us? When you stop it and listen to people that are looking at the evidence, they're looking at what's going on. Don't you think it's time that we take action? That's the reason my channel on BBS radio is called Spiritual Activist. Because, yeah, you can believe in God, you can believe in Allah, but you better tie up your fucking camel at the same time. Because we're in this together and we have to do our part. Faith without works is dead. We've been told this for millennia by people that were far more committed to their spiritual evolution than most of us are. Far more. Okay, I'm going to switch over a little bit because this thing with children just gets me upset. Um, If I had a different life and I was a lot younger and in a different position, I, I would probably get involved in Operation Underground Railroad and help rescue some of these kids all over the planet that are being sacrificed and sold into sex slavery. And what do you think is happening with these kids that are being being brought over by the border, by the drug cartel, and put in the hands of who knows who, put on buses, taken to cities, and where do they go from there? And don't think for a second that these foster homes and child care places are on the up and up. They're not. This has been the hunting ground for pedophiles for decades. Here's something sort of, for me, it's, <laughs> for me, it's positive. But um, maybe for Hillary, it won't be. There's a lot coming out now that's uh, going to be a game changer, I think, for uh, Hillary. This is a little bit of a taste of it. <laughs> the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. No, there's lesson. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. A new report from special counsel John Durham. Clinton campaign lawyers paid a tech company to infiltrate Trump servers to fabricate a connection between Trump and Russia. Hillary Clinton broke the law to frame Trump as a Russian traitor. This is truly unprecedented, truly something that has never happened in the history of our great country. This is a digital insurrection. Turns out the Trump-Russian collusion story was just a deflection from the Hillary-Russian collusion story. Trump was right. Trump was telling the truth. It was you, Hillary Clinton, who undermined our democracy. There are people that should go to jail. Yeah, and... and I think justice is coming for Hillary. I mean, I mean, for years and years ago, my God, it's been down when I lived in San Diego. I went to a conspiracy survivalist gun kind of convention and I bought um, a, a VHS tape, which I still have somewhere. And it was all about the Clintons down in Arkansas and a couple of kids getting shot on the railroad track because they seen something they shouldn't have seen, which 
basically was the CIA bringing in cocaine. This has been talked about by well-connected people and, and proven, which tells you what kind of a country do we live in? I mean, when we have a, a senile, dementia person opening up our borders, collapsing our financial system, getting us involved in another endless war for whatever reason, uh, in a country that his son has negotiated with and taken payoffs and been compromised. I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures of Hunter Biden. They're not good. I mean, they're not good. Um, even if you're on drugs and doing these things because you're out of your mind, you can't be too out of your mind if you're setting up your camera and your video and taking videos and pictures of it. For what reason? And when he was doing this, a lot of it was in the Ukraine and China. Now, do you honestly think for a microsecond that China didn't have the room bugged with video and audio and sending in their own escorts in there to get people talking and do things that are despicably compromising? Uh, and who knows what his dad might have done. Um, when it comes out in the diary now that his daughter is saying that he took showers with me and it didn't, it didn't feel right. And it caused her to be sexualized. What do you think? What do you think a naked man is doing in a shower with his daughter that sexualized her and made her feel awkward. Think about that for a second. I mean, the mental images that comes into your mind aren't very good ones. And um, this diary was left under the bed of a rehabilitation center down in Florida, supposedly by accident, probably was, uh, just like the computer from hell. Uh, supposedly by accident, probably was. He, he's a, you know, completely drug addict. Of course, he's going to forget about it. But it was found by the woman that was the director of the place down in Florida. She's in all kinds of trouble with the FBI. And the people she gave it to ended up with Veritas, Project Veritas. They didn't do anything with it. They took it to the FBI. They got all of their houses raided. I mean, raided. And they illegally took journalist records, their cell phones and their computers and everything. Why would they do this if it's not real? If it's not real damaging? I mean, these are questions I, I know it's, it's hard to answer sometimes. Um, I don't know. I'm to the point right now. I'm in America. I've always felt pretty strong about the United States of America. Um, when the Vietnam War came along, I was in school, had a wife, a kid, and I didn't want to go because I, I was getting the, the real information and I was seeing too many of my friends coming back in a box or all crippled up or missing legs and arms and completely minds are blown with the drugs that were over there from the... Uh, Emerald Triangle and Air America, you know, we were smuggling in all kinds of heroin 
through through the uh, the boxes that were supposed to have bodies in. They they were loading them up with heroin. My God, people, uh, we need to really wake up. And now we're smuggling in methamphetamine and fentanyl. We went through the cocaine area with the, the Clintons smuggling in cocaine by the ton. I mean, tons. Barry Seal, the whole thing. They made a movie about it. Why, why aren't we taking action? I'm to the point right now where I, I've changed my status. I, I'm a state national which gives me uh, rights, not privileges, but rights under the Constitution of the United States of America, not the United States, Inc., which is defunct and bankrupt, by the way. Um, I could get more into that, but you, you probably wouldn't believe me, and I, I would need to come up show you the evidence. Um, we only have one president right now, and, and I bet a lot of you know who that is. There's only one United States of America. See, Trump made the United States of America a republic in 2017 through executive orders. He became a state national in 2008. Hillary is a state national for a long time. That's the reason they can't just arrest her for anything. Once you're a state national, you almost have to commit treason or murder before the federal government can get involved. So there's a lot to be, I'll speak more on that as I get into it and, and learn the program better. And I might even start teaching it for all I know, because this is one way to protect yourself from a irate, tyrant, authoritarian dictatorship. You can, you can set yourself apart. And to give you an idea, when I first started this five, six months ago, there was 45,000 people that were applying for state national. You have to apply to the Secretary of State, Lincoln. You have to apply to the President President of the United States, Biden, the Attorney General, the Attorney General and the State Attorney of your own state. And there's specific paperwork, specific wording you have to send in. When I started doing that, there was 45,000 people doing it. I thought, my God, that's a lot of people. And then I found out that 40,000 of them are lawyers. And I went, wow, because lawyers are on top of things. They know they have to protect themselves, you know, especially you're in the Bar Association. You know what the B stands for in Bar? British. That's the reason, supposedly, anybody of nobility can't be part of our government. But they are now. We, we have a lot of congressmen and senators that are part of the Bar Association that actually makes it illegal for them to serve. So much of this is unlawful, illegal, and just keeps on going. And like I say, this tells us more and more what is really going on. I mean, what is really going on here? And I venture to say Texas will probably at least try to secede from the union in 2023, they have a, a bill up to vote on. I don't think it's going to work. The federal government would put so much pressure on them, uh, but it might. Um, but if it does, that's the beginning of the United, United States of America or the United States, Inc., fragmenting 
and then we would be really vulnerable. Um, although I, I can't disagree with Texas at all, uh, at all. I have friends down there, and I, I might end up living down there, uh, especially if it becomes a different country. I've got my eyes on uh, Texas, uh, Arkansas, believe it or not, uh, Florida. It's a little too crowded for me there, or Brazil. But I have to see which way Bolsonaro is going to go or if they end up killing him. Uh, I can tell he's probably on my side when I listen to the the news. The news is insane. Well, maybe in the next show I'll tell you a little bit about that and show you some of the news clips. But dang it, it's time to sign off again already. Once again, thank you for listening. If you ever want to email me, it's rahasia, R-A-H-A-S-Y-A, at USA.com. And bbsradio.com forward slash spiritual activist. And rumble.com forward slash user forward slash rahasia uncensored. I'm on BitChute too, but yeah. You can only do so much. I'm I'm spread out enough right now. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. You can watch some of my old YouTubes, which are pretty interesting. Interviewed a lot of the uh, ancient alien investigators. That's YouTube.com forward slash Lotus Guide. And my magazine is LotusGuide.com. And if you go to LotusGuide.com, you can read my magazine online. It's a flip magazine. And right now we're still in print. We'll see where that goes. But once again, thank you so much for listening and watching and come back and visit and uh, stay safe and get a little food put aside. Uh, the waters are going to be pretty rough. Um, hang in there. Take care. What goes